This episode of the IGN UK podcast is brought to you by Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age, a huge RPG which we've called a perfect excuse to experience an awesome game in a whole new way. Out July 11th on PlayStation 4. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gav Murphy and today I'm joined by... Roy Powers. Well, who are you? What? Why are you on this podcast? <laughs> like you've actually forgotten me. I haven't been on the podcast in ages, I don't think. Do you it know feels what? like ages. We haven't had any emails asking where's Rory, but we've oh. had multiple emails, and that's not meant to slag you off. Saying M- fuck Rory. <laughs> multiple emails asking for the person to my right. Alessia Judge. We've had genu- I was just going through feedback now. And like start? Many emails. So I had to like get feedback for this, for the, like for this thing. And like I would say... 60% of the emails are where the fuck is Alicia at? I mean, that, that, that is, I feel like that's massive hyperbole, but I'll take it. I'll it take is, it. honestly. I'm, there was a lot of them. No, it's good. Aww, a lot of love. Nice. A lot of love for the judge. I've started me <laughs> up with some energy. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right. a lot of people saying, yeah, it's got Just good energy with the boys at the moment. Like, we feel like they've hit a stride. It's uh, true. Your really. energy has been amazing. I've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> I think the uh, E3 podcast was a particular peak oh, of God. energy. We should delete that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I just feature in the background, basically. Yeah. Like, I said, you no, shut I love, up. I love the bit, like, halfway through, where you're just like, guys, guys I'm just going to get a beer. And you can just hear you in the background, like, <laughs> clinking some bottles. Oh, I was a late night as well. It was, it was. Um, but, yeah, so we did that. Didn't you guys have to do another E3 podcast last week? Because our one was so fucking shit. No, we said, that, we said that the first one was an informal experimental affair. Right, okay. And the second one. A piss take. Yeah, yeah. It was concept the episode. Yeah. It was a bottle episode. <laughs> <laughs> just that bottle. A brainstorm when our brains didn't work. Um, So, yeah. So, what have we got on? Oh, that's the thing. We're all rushing off to a party after this. Yeah, we are. Like, I I want to do the podcast after the party, but we did that last time and people didn't like it. We could have done the podcast from the boat. Yes. Just heard the sound of waves. Uh, you know, I've I mean, it feels like we've, we've learned nothing from the <laughs> <from laughs> experience. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll do it on a boat and we'll fucking hire it. <laughs> you just I'm, know that at some point one of us would drop the mic into yeah. the water and you just hear this. Well, and um, Beyond, like Podcast Beyond, used to do um, like a big E3 drunken special. Uh, and this was brilliant. I was involved in one one year. Um, but basically, like, all of, like, the producer, um, this guy called James Faulkner, who's left now, he's gone to work at Twitch, but he was this awesome producer of Beyond, and he used to basically get, take, like, um, a, a mic set out uh, to the Figueroa, which is the hotel that everyone at IGN hangs out at and stays in at E3, and it would basically just get everyone on the podcast. Oh, I remember these, yeah, so, like, that was a couple it, of years ago, And everyone it? would just get hammered at the Figaro, and then, like, Marty would just be grabbing people to come and sit down. Nice. So, like, came and, like, grabbed, like, me and Cooper. <laughs> just random women. What are you doing? <laughs> but, like, it was, I'm it, a lawyer. I oh, you think you're better than but me. Because it's, it's E3, and, like, the Figaro is, like, opposite the convention center, so, like, a lot of people hang out there. So, like, mm. me and Cooper went on one year, I think it was after, like, the cast of The Last of Us. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> they were just hanging out and drinking as well. And Marty was just like, yeah, let's get those guys over. What an act um, to follow. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was really good, but like, yeah, that's what I kind of was wanted to go for for us. But I feel like we failed a um, little bit, just a smidge. But like, yeah, so I was putting the running order together, and I realised I haven't done anything because I've been on holiday, been in Kenya. I know, like, I know. I've been following something. your Instagram, yeah. just you standing like at the top of Pride Rock, yeah. <laughs> looking into the shadowy place you must never go. Yeah. Um, but what games so- are big in Kenya? What's, what's <laughs> kicking off in Kenya? Well, I actually pl- I played some games, not um, like video games, but I went to like an orphanage school and hung out with some kids, which was really funny. Uh, there was this one really funny 
funny bit where, um, like, because there was a bunch of like actual journalists on the trip. Uh-huh. Um, I was doing as like freelance for this newspaper, um, which, but I'm still meant to write like a fun sort of write up of the trip. I love it how you start this going, yeah, I was on a holiday. Now we're like, oh no, it was work. Well, I mean, it's not really work. Um, but there was, there was a bunch of like journalists on the trip who were like proper hardcore like uh, they work for like the Times and stuff like that so we went to this like orphanage school and everyone was like showing them like oh come see the classroom I was like I don't need to see the classroom like, so I was just like so I was just talking to these little, well so hanging out with these little kids who like speak amazing English and were just like because they'd never seen tattoos before it was like four or oh, five year olds really? who were just freaking out going like fish fish like on the Ewok going monkeys <laughs> what do they think of the, the bear on your hand uh, yeah thought that was did really good did they say good. bear or badger um, this is a hotly debated topic. they didn't say anything about that one but uh. they did like the fish and the cats as well which they really liked oh the cats um, are brilliant but there was this really funny moment where like all the adults had gone and it was just me and like maybe like a hundred kids um, <laughs> and then one of them just brings over a baby and hands me a baby and I was just like what, what, what? you're meant to kiss it like, what, kiss what, what? the baby like, wait, what? a child handed you a baby yeah <laughs> I was just like what's happening so I just had this baby and I was like so I was like, oh I'll just give it back to his but I was he like, is yours I was, now I was like hello and I was like turn around to speak to like the hand of the parents. There's no parent there. There's no adults. All the adults are gone. I was like, well, I just own this baby now, do I? And I was like, you turn around like everyone's gone except for an old caretaker. Yeah. And then you're like, what's going on? He's like, there hasn't been a school here in yeah. over 20 years. Also, <laughs> it's boarded up. the little kid that gave me had this like awesome denim jacket. And I was like, oh, let's give it back to the denim jacket kid. Turn around, he's gone. <laughs> And I was like, is this how it happens? Is this how Angelina Jolie end up with like 50 babies? They just come and they just hand them to you and they'd be like, like the last person to touch it has to take yeah, it Yeah, it's home. like hot potato. Yeah. Um, Kev, what did you do? What did you do with the child? Eventually, an adult came out and I was like, oh, check this out. <laughs> just handed, handed it to them. <laughs> that baby's on the other side of the It's like it follows now. you to pass <laughs> yeah. it on and try and move away. Um, but one thing, so on the way, on the way home, because it was like a day flight and uh, Kenya's only like two hours in front of us. So I was like, I wasn't really sleepy because I was just awake. Mm. It was like our flight was like nine o'clock. So I thought I would watch some of the films on Kenya Airways and play a lot of Zelda. So th- this section is things Gav did on the plane back from Kenya. So I watched two movies that I remembered were fucking brilliant. Mystic River. You guys ever seen that? Mm. Nope. Nope. This is the wrong podcast. You're, you're, you're literally you're talking to like the two keyword <laughs> countdown people. <laughs> Mystic River is fucking brilliant. It's a Clint Eastwood film um, that was like proper like Oscar worthy. I think Sean Penn might have won an Oscar. Maybe Tim Ooh. Robbins did as well. And it's basically about these three friends as, a, as when they're kids, and uh, one of them gets abducted. Uh, and basically, this like pedophile comes round to them. Oh, you see this oh we're talking about there. aliens. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, that did you say? <laughs> Was he probed? <laughs> in a sense, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he just, uh, yeah. So he basically gets abducted, and then um, it's basically about their, their life. Then, like afterwards, and what happens and stuff. Like a, one of the, oh, you have to see it. It's so good. Okay, Sean good. Penn, Tim Robbins, very very good. I like Sean Penn and Kevin Bacon as well. Very very good. Um, Bacon. I also watched Runaway Jury, which what is are like these films, Gav. This is like uh, like a shit thriller. Um, from the two th- someone in the 2000s it's got John Cusack Gene Hackman Dustin Hoffman and Rachel Wise um, but it's like a cool like thriller it's some weird films to watch well, it was yeah. a, like, they didn't have many new films on the right. on the thing it was a lot of old films on there yeah. um, including as well and this is what I wanted to come on to is Argo so Argo was on this I watched that ah. on the way out I remembered how good that was and then when I landed today it was all this stuff because Matt Reeves who directed the last plan- the last two Planet of the Apes films um, has been like interviewed about Batman and he's been talking about like 
the way that he's talking about it, even though obviously like the director changed um, yeah. and there's a lot of like shits around, there's always shits around DC films. I feel like Batman, I don't know, is the one that I'm excited about still because like Matt Reeves, like you have to see The Last Planet of the Apes. So we're going to talk about it next week, I think, when it's out. But me and Krupa went to see it and it was like, I think uh, for 60% of it, we like either had tears in our eyes or we're just full on crying. Because you guys, we have a, a WhatsApp group together yeah. and this kind of came out of nowhere. You were like, oh, we're going to a screening of like New Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and it was, was a like, Saturday after we go back from uh, from E3. Yeah, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, like let me know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> just these texts started flooding in being like, it's one of the best films I've seen this year. Yeah. I thought you guys were joking. Like you were taking the piss. And I was like, oh yeah, monkeys fighting humans. Ooh, heavy hitting stuff. But you're like, you're genuinely, like, no, genuinely, it's, genuinely it's incredible. Yeah. See, I feel like I've watched the trailer loads and it just looks like the type of film that I will be so stressed by. It's really because stressful. you just see Monkeys sadness. Yeah. And even the, the aesthetic of it is grey and blue and sad and there's sad dramatic music yeah. and CGI monkeys looking sad. Yeah. No. But we're, we're not talking about Planet of the Apes. We'll talk, okay. about, we'll talk about that next week because we're okay. in on. Um, we'll just gush about it for ages. No monkey business. Um, no monkey business. Um, but we did we do have a very good video coming up with Woody Harrelson and Andy Circus, which if it was as good as I remember it, it's going to be fucking brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty excited to see him take over the Batman stuff and like all the interview stuff, like it's going to be like a dark noir. Like ba- uh, Ben Affleck seems really into it as well. And like when you watch Argo, I was like, Ben Affleck knows what he's doing sometimes. But then a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people I feel like did watch The Accountant as well, which is generally one of the worst ones I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, really? I'm so glad I didn't yeah. pick that one. It's awful. Yeah. Like it's it's, oh, it's, it's, so it's also just got a really terrible take on yes. autism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those where they just clearly yeah, yeah. It's bad. Um, but yeah, I am still excited about Batman. Alicia is excited because yeah. Harry Potter is twenty years old. It, well, I mean the Harry Potter friend I think he's now more technically in Cursed Child, he's like in his forties now. See. Isn't he? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go see that in yeah. November. November. Um, Feels like I, fucking ages when we bought those tickets. We literally bought those tickets when I joined IGN. I'd been here for like three weeks. Really? And then we bought them and we were like if we're not still friends in like a year and a half, it's going to be really awkward in November 2017. I'm really excited for it. I still know nothing about Curse Child. I've managed to stay away from all of it. So I've, really I've now read the whole thing. Okay, right. Uh, but it's fine because I read it ages ago. Yeah, so we'll still be surprised. Yeah. But yeah, Harry Potter, uh, The Philosopher's Stone was published 20 years ago this week. Damn. So everyone's just been going mental because God, doesn't that make you feel old? Yeah. Mm, I, well, I, don't, I can kind of remember... So I feel like if I can remember it, it's not that long ago, which I know is a stupid thing. Because <laughs> like it's stuff like dinosaurs, no so, memories. Yeah, so, that was long ago. That was long ago. <laughs> but like I feel like I can I can only remember from like when I was like eleven or something like that. I have like vague memories from before. Right. Then. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you can actually I can actually remember sitting down and reading Harry Potter. And well, I think yeah. it's good because like you reach a point in your life where you can form full thoughts and yes. comprehend the world around yeah. you, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then from then on, like time is just compressed way way down. Yeah. Like I remember. Like, when you have, like, really vague memories as a child, you're just like, oh, those feel like ages ago. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. reading Harry Potter, yeah, it feels like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what that's really short. What it is, yeah. I remember reading the first Harry Potter book, or trying to, when I, probably I was about seven, yeah. so, and uh, I just hating it, like, really? really hating it. I know, me of all people. Like, I remember reading the first few pages, and it's just <laughs> Vernon Dursley 
going on about drills and his drill company and there's like no wizards or anything in it you don't even get like Dumbledore <laughs> what a wizard that Harry <laughs> so, like, I mean it's like a full on eight pages which for a seven year old's patience is like I can so- imagine you going back to the bookstore and like slamming it down what is this <laughs> uh, I was promised wizards yeah. I got drills just like barely my nose just coming up above the counter no, see in my head seven year old Alicia is still taller than me so you're just a seven year old but you're still quite yeah the person behind the counter. Motherfucker. It's called Philosopher's Stone, not the boy in his fucking drill. <laughs> but um. I, and it wasn't until actually that the films came out, the first film that I watched that and I was like, actually, this looks pretty cool. I'll go back yeah. and read the books. And Whoa, so you went book, film, books? Yeah, well, I went essentially starting. Seven pages of a book, <laughs> yeah. film, all of and them. Then, and then weirdly, I read Chamber of Secrets before... No, no, I read Azkaban before Chamber of Secrets. I did it all wrong, guys. I'm a terrible And then you became Harry Potter's biggest enemy on the set. (laughs) (laughs) I was not a Death Eater. Those guys were crazy. They were so cool. So if you don't know, Alicia was in uh, all of the Harry Potters. No, I was in in two of the Harry Potter movies. Hermione Granger, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) I have great makeup. Um, She's one of the paintings that talk. That would have been, that'd that'd been, been a, a cool really, thing, really cool yeah. role to have. Although probably yeah. not, you'd have just been no, like, sat on a green screen. No, because you wouldn't have been on the set. Yeah, you probably would have yeah, been yeah, like yeah. afterwards. But yeah, no, the Death Eaters. Oh yeah, forget. They're not <laughs> real. They're not forget real. magic's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always forgetting that. <laughs> when you say like, I genuinely was thinking that then. You were like, oh, you wouldn't have been on the set. I was like, well, how would they, how would they get up there then? <laughs> it would have blown your mind going to Leaveston Studios. It's like, oh, tell you what Love to be one of the blokes playing Quidditch. That'd be amazing. Flying around. Jason the Smiths. <laughs> we, we do we do talk though in the office a lot because I'm I'm a massive Harry Potter fan, mm. but like, and I think there's a there was something that I think Tilly said when Tilly uh, was here. He was you know he was quite disparaging and just kind of like oh you know well, he's really moaning about something that lots oh, of people like. I just I just, remember Tilly. Him saying, <laughs> I just remember him saying something once about uh, oh yeah well you know just as like a, a kids and like and it is it is a kids. Um, kind of franchise. I think it's a very idiotic thing to say. But I, and to I th- I write think it off I, as a child's thing. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it grew with yeah. its readership. So I'm saying Star Wars is or Indiana Jones yeah. is well, uh, or the Goonies is. Exactly. And like, actually, I think part of Harry Potter's popularity <coughs> as a series is because it follows uh, the theory, the literary theory of the yeah. hero's journey, yeah. which Star Wars follows. And it's um, when you have this idea of a hero being called to adventure, mm. ultimately overcoming death, there's kind of a uh, a huge narrative arc that yeah, Star Wars fulfills, Harry Potter fulfills. Pretty um, much ninety percent of films fill. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you know, and, and when Harry Potter first came out, um, rightly so at the time, reviewers were comparing J.K. Rowling to huge fantasy writers like C.S. Lewis and Tolkien because she takes these themes like Arthurian legend. Uh, folklore, Greek tragedy, Shakespearean tragedy. She steals uh, from them 20th, all. Twentieth century <laughs> history, particularly like Hitler's rise to power. Yeah. And she, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Like she takes all these themes and influences in exactly the same way that Tolkien was influenced yeah. by. Um, like if you look at the Riders of Rohan, they're really, really similar to kind of ancient yeah. or you know Middle English uh, theology, theology and kind yeah. of theory and medieval romance and stuff. So there's a lot that. Um, she's pulled and then woven this huge narrative that 
while taking those massive ideas, also yeah. brings in the mundane. Yeah. Like she creates a school and she thinks, oh, well, I'm going to have this huge overarching narrative about defeating ultimate evil and this dark yeah. wizard. But I'm also just going to spend like a chapter on what they play at school, the sport. Oh, let's just call it Quidditch. And like yeah. she creates this and that's what makes the world so rich. She's just as likely to detail uh, this amazing school and like the the corridors and the secrets that you'll find in it as she is to just describe in detail like where wizards go to the pub yeah. and what beer do they drink i think that's all the bits that i really like of harry potter like i can take or leave the voldemort shite but like the actual bits where they're like a bit annoying isn't he where they like go to the shops and yeah. they go to diagon alley and then like and I, I like you know as you grow up like the two twins end yeah. up running the shop yeah and like they're the ones that like they because like they're like the people who've been at the school for ages so they're like you know the naughty kids and stuff like that so like i thought that was really exactly. good. that's why it's cool because it's like when you go to places like universal studios mm. in you know california they have the little Harry Potter world. Yeah. You can essentially walk up and down Diagon Alley and go in the shops. Yeah. And that is like the coolest, most immersive part of it. Yeah. Like you don't really care about like someone cosplaying as Voldemort. You're like, oh, Butterbeer. Like yeah, I can yeah, like yeah. buy and eat the things Absolutely. from Harry, the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. It's the fact that she does the mundane as well as the grand mm -hmm. and makes the mundane equally as interesting. And interestingly, her, her choice of protagonist of making Harry, like you see- A little bitch. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's relatable. <laughs> With his glasses, yeah. his specs that are always nerd. breaking. <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> his glasses, his little dark hair. Stupid little tattoos. <laughs> Dumb Welsh accent. Dumb tattoo of a lightning bolt or whatever the fuck. Yeah, stupid and his ginger right, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you, you see this well and you discover it alongside Harry. This this character who, before 11, like he was just a normal kid. And so it's, it's that thing of, you read, it and yeah. you're like well I've never known about this world what would I do yeah, if yeah. I was dropped in and so that's why we you know there's this huge culture that's built up built up around us saying what house would you be in what yeah. wand would you have what would your Patronus look like what house would you be in uh, I, I've so I've visited um, Warner Brothers Studios and another studio as well I think there's one in Japan and they've got a sorting hat and you put it on and it tells you you're in I was Slytherin no. twice do you know so what I'll don't brag about that no no, so no I'm not bragging I'm sad about it Really? So I'd be, in, I'd be in Slytherin. Nobody likes Slytherin. You are Slytherin. Do you know what? I'd rather be Slytherin than fucking Hufflepuff, though. I, you, why I are you to me? Like, I'm a Yeah, player. you're fucking Hufflepuff, mate. You're Hufflepuff through I'm and Gryffindor through. Gryffindor through and through. No way. Yeah, Gryffindor. Hold the lion. You, you would be Gryffindor, unfortunately. We had but. a discussion about this, though, yeah. and like uh, Hufflepuff and the merits of it. I actually think there's a lot to be said for Hufflepuff. Why, what are they, what, what's, what they're are they like about? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, that main character's a Hufflepuff. And Is they're he? like, yeah, yeah. They're like super good and I thought loyal. they were really vanilla. No, the yeah, I thought they were like. Do you know what? That, that literally comes from one line that the Sorting Hat sings, where he's uh, he's Hufflepuff <laughs> shit. <laughs> You're a little shit. <laughs> you you'll go to Hufflepuff. That's Garbage the house. Deleted scene from the movie. Garbage house. <laughs> Um, it's a line that goes like, and Hufflepuff, she took the rest and taught them all she knew. Right. And so it makes it sound like, oh, right. and all the others can go in. Yeah. That was just one year that happened to be the line. But okay, actually, right. actually, they're meant to be this archetype. Of, like, I, I would love it if like you put on the hat and if it's any of the other houses, he'll announce what it is. If it's Hufflepuff, he just vomits down his front. <laughs> That's a Hufflepuff. Oh, oh Hufflepuff this year. Brilliant, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd like it if he just go like if he's like, a, like an absolute dick so you put the hat on you're like oh um, Rory uh, what, what house do you want to be in I, I'll let you in you're like oh I can see from your uh, mind you like being Gryffindor well good news mate because you're <laughs> <laughs> oh well how a it is <laughs> on you go sick boy <laughs> to be fair think about it what happens to that hat for the rest of the year he's in a closet or something yeah. Yeah. he's on a shelf in Dumbledore's office and yeah. then and then so there's bits where uh, Harry like goes into Dumbledore's office and the hat kind of advises like yeah. subtly quietly like the brim the rip at the... what's he know he's a hat he's a hat that sat on a shelf for a very very long remember time remember as well but he's sorted every single person who's he's been at Hogwarts he's seen everything he's seen every single British witch and wizard yeah oh, that's pretty good that's yeah. pretty good that's Perfect. a lot of, Perfect. and he's sicked over 20% of us <laughs> <laughs> so, he knows a fucking thing or two about sorting mate let me tell you he sorted some fucking wizards in his time alright um, but yeah that's yeah, good I like Harry Potter yeah basically I've just, Harry Potter. just like you know I think that um, it gets a bad rep sometimes Harry Potter by people who I think because there's this huge culture built up around it when people are saying, oh, what would your house be? Blah, blah, blah and I love yeah. this and gun. Well, I think yeah. people kind of go, well, when something's loved that much, mm. people almost hate more because there's this, they, they want to compensate for it. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think just looking at it objectively, as someone who first read the books and hated them, yeah. there's, there's a reason... There's a kind about, of a there's perfect, a reason they talk about drills. Yeah, okay? there's a reason. There's just, there's a perfect storm that happened that J.K. Rowling completely tapped into. Mm. She was... Uh, you know, she was influenced by so many different great threads in literature and literary history. Yeah. And she created this story that goes from the story of a small 11-year-old boy just kind of seeing Wingardium Leviosa yeah. to like this huge arching narrative that examines morality <clears throat> and death and these huge, huge concepts um, Good. in a really damn cool way. Powers, you have been on holidays and you visited Riot. Yeah. I did. So that this was after E3, where it was time for Rory to have a little chill out A little bit of downtime. I yeah. don't take a lot of holidays, so this was quite nice, actually. Yeah. Uh, and one of the first things my family did. So my family, uh, we live all over the world in a whole bunch of different well, countries. Well, mostly in LA, to be fair. Mostly in LA. <laughs> um, in fact, most of us now, I think about it. Yeah, we spent a lot of time with your brother and sister uh, in LA. Yeah. Um, so the way that we kind of keep in touch and communicate is video games. Like we play online video games all the time together. Yeah. And one of them that is really easy to do is League of Legends because it's on like PC or laptop. So anyone can download it. It's free. You can yeah. just play anywhere. We have an internet connection. Um, so what we did on our first day in LA was you can actually go visit. So the Riot headquarters are in Los Angeles mm. and right opposite from the Riot headquarters, they have essentially their own uh, North American esports stadium. Okay. Oh, wow. So you can just, it's, oh, dude, it was so cool. You can basically just show up and buy tickets to go watch games on the day with North yeah. American teams playing Sweet. each other. How <clears> big <throat> is the stadium? How many people? It's not a huge stadium. Like, it's, <clears throat> it's pretty modest in size. Um, is it a theater, not a stadium? Yeah, sorry, I should be saying, yes, a theater. Is this a car park? It was more of a car, it was more of like a like one laptop with a couple of, <laughs> huddled around it, you know? It's more of a Hooters uh, yeah. <laughs> with really good Wi-Fi. It's, just, it's so. just someone's bedroom. Uh, but it's cool because for me, and I think for a lot of people in the UK, like watching esports is a very rare thing. It's mm. usually when there's a big competition on or it's yeah. at like a 
uh, event or something like that or convention. Uh, but to just to have this is such a normal thing. Like my brother and sister will go like yeah. every other weekend, just hang out. It's kind of like watching a uh, baseball game or something. You can go and get, they have a uh, concession stand where you can get like hot dogs and nachos yeah. and drinks so cool. and just go into the stadium, like watch people play all day. It was really cool just to see esports be such a normal thing be, and such, yeah. such a normal, normal part sport. of life. That's and a really I would cool just, idea that they've done. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know this existed. I knew their headquarters were there. I didn't know that this thing was going Yeah, on. because obviously for Worlds, which is their worldwide competition, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, we went to Worlds, what, two years ago? And it's just yeah. astronomically large. It's, it's the thing is, like, I, I barely understand League of Legends, but you explained that to me very well, very well when we were there. Like, yeah. And it, I, I've really got into it. It's one of those games where it's not very <clears throat> complex at its base. Yeah. But similar to Overwatch, then the next step up is learning the characters, yes. how to play them, how to counter other characters, and that sort of, yeah. those sort of structures. But at its core, it's like quite simple and easy to watch. You know, you see one team take a turret and you're like, yeah. well, that's a good move. They've taken yeah, that. Yeah, now yeah. we'll try and take this. Mm. Um, yeah, and it was just really a really nice experience getting to hang out there. What were the people like who were competing? Because I imagine people who compete at that theater, arena, stadium, are car park, bedroom. They're quite used to competing there if that's like their local thing. And yeah, it's yeah. Uh, were they like, would they come out and have some sort of like, whoa? It is, it's really kind of surreal because they do a lot of the things that sports teams would do. So yeah. like they roll up in like a, a car and all the players come out at the start and like everyone's outside waving. They like, have like their beats on and like he like hoodies up. Yeah, yeah. Out yeah. All zoned out. Yeah. Like after the games, like the winning team will come down the front. You can like high five all the players. Do you high five them? I didn't. Ah. I didn't. They know me. They know me. I'm like, hey, Steve. <laughs> hey, it's hey, what's sorry. Yeah, he knows, he knows. You know me. I'm, I'm Faker's friend. Yeah. yeah you know, prepare to drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do League of Legends. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> uh, I did uh, while I was there because it's a pretty unique group of people as well yeah. that will want to go watch esports every mm. weekend. Uh, and I overheard this guy, so funny. Look, we're all nerds here. I'm not picking on him. Yeah. Funny <laughs> conversation. He was talking with it his Sounds friends. like you're about to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this little bitch was. Uh, he, he was saying. He's like, so a lot of my friends are into uh, American football. Yeah. But that's why I like League of Legends, because, you know, you can't just play American football. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you can't. Uh, <laughs> no. I was like, but he's just saying, he's like, you can't play American football, but you can play League of Legends. Oh, uh, that's quite I mean, cute. And I got it at the sense where he was talking about where it's like, it's harder to get a group of people Absolutely. out. Absolutely, I completely understand what you're saying. Like, where he can like log on. He, he's talking about actually playing a game though, mate. He's not talking like, because obviously I've got an American football in my house and like now and again, if it's sunny, I will go meet a friend at a park. And Would we'll you play catch? And we'll throw the ball Aww. back and forth. It's not called catch. But that's, oh, sorry. But that's not. It's called ball toss. That's not, uh, <laughs> that's not playing American football. I'm not like, what did you do today? Oh, I went down and just yeah. the gridiron <laughs> played some fucking American football. That's not, I, I understand what he's saying. But no, I do as well. It was just finding the context where yeah, he was just yeah. saying you can't play football. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I've never, like, I think that's one of my biggest, uh, like, annoyances is that I've never actually played American football because I'd like to think that I'd be good as one of the, like, defense big fat guys. You played rugby, people. right? Yeah. And you were not Aberystwyth. with you didn't yeah. play on the, the, it was a big rivalry, rivalry between yeah, the rugby the and the American football team. I know. But like honestly, when we were there, Romeo and Juliet over here. Yeah. yeah. When we were on there, the, when we were in Aberystwyth, with the American football team were a bunch of fannies. So um, See, I've only heard the other side though. Yeah, exactly, cuz your brother played for the American football team. So exactly. And I heard you guys are little pussies. But also in the, in the same thing though. I, I actually genuinely have been thinking about it. Um, cuz I used to go out with a girl who played League of Legends and like competitively. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um just in general. Just in general. She's very good. Um but she, she worse right now but like she 
was like we'd be in bed, I'd be watching her play in with a massive hangover, and it just sounds like yeah, <laughs> like that's literally that's what all was, you hear, and I'd be like. Well, that's got to stop because <laughs> it's really loud, isn't it? I um, but like, but, oh, but like, the more we went to Worlds, and the more that I read about uh, League of Legends, I have slagged League of Legends off before. Oh yeah, it's just clicking. <laughs> but like, the more the more I hear about, it, the more I generally actually, I feel like we could do a thing where like you teach me how to play. I would yeah, absolutely I, love I mean, to. I think that'd be quite funny. I, I feel like in in general, if you look at uh, competitive computer games at whatever yeah. level if you watch the players you can kind of be like oh it just looks a bit like button mashing like we had uh, Ryan Hart who's one of the best fighting game champions yeah. in the entire world he's won over 400 tournaments been around since the 90s yeah. he came in and did a series of videos with us and um, he was training up a guy here in the office and one of the things he was teaching him was just how to use the pad in yeah. Tekken and he was like listen to it don't just learn the triangle triangle square up down yeah he was like learn the rhythm so it's yeah. Mr. triangle Maggie square triangle square up down and then he was like and so basically you almost so when it to us it looks like he's just going yeah but he's actually listening to it and doing like a rhythm like the the actual the level of detail that these pros go into that i guess in the same way that you'd probably just look at american football and go well they're just sprinting down the pitch with some inflated leather like it's there's, there's so much more. Maybe that's what we can do then for our next project. You can teach me how to play League of Legends. That would be really let's fun. Get, let's get on that. That'd be fun. I'm, I'm actually, I think this is probably the nerdiest thing try, I've ever done in my entire life. But now with my family and a couple of my friends as well, I have like a League of Legends fantasy team. Because you can do that as well. They have like on the, the League of Legends site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can basically at the start of uh, like regional seasons. That's good. Like pick all your players and then as it plays <clears> through, just like a, like, um, like fantasy football yeah, or yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. you can like track your teams and then your fantasy League of Legends team will like compete in the end. That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty well, good. let's do that it's then. Pretty. Yeah, let's play some League of Legends. But before that, guys, oh, time for Keyword Countdown. I've not played this in so Rusty. long. No, but I've got It's just to like it. riding a bike. Keyword countdown is just like riding no, a bike, baby. I, I feel like last time I played this, I got like quite good points and I was getting to yeah. the point where I was like, maybe I'm fine. Maybe I'm quite good at this game. And now I feel like it's going to it all depends. go it, wrong. It depends, it depends on, on who you're playing, depends on the films. Um, but I'm thinking, I'm, you know, screw it, positive mind. Okay, I'm going to crush I feel it like if we work on our posture, it's that thing of like, if you sit up straight, you're more likely <coughs> to succeed. I'm just going to get my phone a bit because this was sent in. Oh no. By very talented person who have, I've just forgotten their name a minute because they sent to me on Twitter this week. Um, who loves what? Superhero films? <laughs> who loves... <laughs> yeah. uh, so this was sent in Toy Story by... Oh my God, sorry, man. Wasim Morad. Um, it's so a cool re- name. I'm really sorry if I've said that wrong. Uh, but he sent these in this week. Okay. Like, on holiday. Ah, so he's correcting me. It is uh, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's Steve. Um, so if you don't know what Keyword Countdown is, IMDb categorized their films by a bunch of crazy keywords. What I, or what Wasad's done, is taken five films. He's actually taken six. Gone above and beyond this whoa, guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. But we're going to do five. Okay. He's actually taken five films, 10 keywords a piece, and you guys and the people at home have to guess what that film is. Are we ready? <sighs> film number one. Oh, God. There's also a link between them as well that he's done. It's very good. Oh, well done. Film number one. Okay. Trouble Teen. Uh, Harry Potter. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tightrope walker. The walk? Cousin-cousin relationship. Uh, water for elephants? Levitation. Harry Potter! <laughs> Villain played by lead actor. Struck by lightning. Harry Potter. He wasn't struck by lightning. Well, High school. <clears throat> One word title. Danny Darko? No, oh, that's no, too no, much. That's too <laughs> what was I thinking? Found footage. Found footage. <laughs> One word title. Oh, Danny Darko. Shut up. <laughs> Chronicle? Yes! Hey! What on earth is Chronicle? The oh. one about the, it's like the found footage film about the three people who get superpowers. Yeah. It's actually, it's a really interesting film. It's very well, good. Yeah. Uh, the, the last one was Seattle Space Needle. It's a very good film, you should watch it. You might okay. remember it from the advertisement where the guy who has like telekinesis pulls the leg off a spider. Yeah. That's, oh. that's like, it's, it's a good film, wasn't it? It's really good. It's a really good use of like found footage as well. Michael B. Jordan's in it as okay, well. Cool. I yeah. actually, I really as is, like um, Dane DeHaan. Yeah, because the guy, the guy went on to do uh, Fantastic Four and was going to do a... I think he was down to do the Han Solo movie originally. Oh, wow. Um, but apparently he's a pain in the ass to work with. So. Wow, well, that's a shame. Not anymore. Those superpowers <clears throat> did not help. Film number two, Mercenary. Mm. Expendables. Af- African. Mm. Refugee Camp. Mm. Firefight. Oh, oh, District 9. No. Oh, Two-word title. Nice. District 9. <laughs> Child uses a gun. Rebel army. Star Wars? <laughs> Hand cut off. Hotel Rwanda? Uh, Sierra Leone. I know this. The hand, hand cut off. Final one. Diamond covered with blood. Blood diamond! Is- <laughs> yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've not even seen that movie. Oh Final movie, A Bloody Diamond. Yeah. One point. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Film number three. Oh God, we are bad. Apartment building. But remember, if you're bad here, it's better for the people at home. Yeah. So never feel bad about yeah. not getting it to the last one. We're actually we're really altruistic. It actually makes it a lot better for the people at home. Okay. Film number three. Apartment building. Uh, rack dot, dot rack. Female antagonist. Uh... Drugs. Execution. Why is drugs a clue? No one's getting it on drugs. Hostage situation. Speed. Character name in title. Die Hard. No. <laughs> Mr. Dear, die Hard. Dear Die Hard, you rock. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in that bit with the guy. P.S. Juno Mad Max. <laughs> Character name in title. I keep answering the, <laughs> quite the clue before. Post-apocalypse. Ooh. Mad Max. Slow motion scene. Oh! No. Based on comic. Judge Red. Judge. What? What's the name of the film? <laughs> what? Judge, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Judgment. Judges. Judgment. Judgment. Judge, Judge Dredd. Judge judges Dreadful. All. 200 BC, DC, uh, 200. Judge Dredd 2. No, Judge Dredd 3. You've got Judge, it, but what's the film called? Judge. Come on. I don't know. Judge Dredd. <laughs> I can't give it to either of you. It's called Dread. <laughs> oh, balls from hell. That's mine. That's <laughs> my namesake. I thought it was called Judge Dredd. Oh, of course it's called Dread. I'm such an idiot. It's not called Judge Dredd. Here we go. Film Dear number, Judge Dredd. Film number four Artificial Intelligence. Uh, AI. Archer. Archer? New York City. Avengers. iRobot. 
The first Avengers. Age of Ultron. Avengers. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. The first Avengers. My brain just freezes up when I just spout out a bunch of words. Well, powers. That's eight points, though. Oh, my God. Floating City. Twin brother and sister. Character turns green. Vision. End of the world. Stan Lee cameo. Man wearing an eye patch. Very nice. good. Very good clue. Vision's those. a good clue there. It's very good clue. Sneaky, those, yeah. Here we go. Film number five. Oh, my God. Oh, this is the last one, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> oh, we've done that film recently, actually, so I'm going to do film number six. Okay. I, uh, I'm going to do film number five, because I don't think either of you we would have seen... We have been on the podcast. Either of you wouldn't have seen film number six. Oh, but... Okay. Here we go. It's Harry Potter. <laughs> think about the other films that have come before, everything that you've shouted out as well. Two-word title. Um, Panic Room. Spider-Man. Refugee. District Nine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Nine points. Well done. Oh God, you're yeah. winning now, aren't you? Isn't she? So, no, I think you might have more. So we had know. the other ones for that were genetic mutation, civil rights, interspecies sex, starship, power armor, pet food, prawn, apartheid. Nice. I did give. I, yeah, I shouldn't have said. Think about all the ones. You I've shouldn't have. You're right. But so what we got then, Rory? You're on ten points. Alicia, you're also on ten points. Yay! So let's do this. Let's do film number six. Oh no! Right. Oh gosh. And he says, "I've included a sixth movie just in case." Um, nice one, Stephen. But remember as well, there's also. I don't think either of you are going to get this, unfortunately. So it's not like the excited ending that we would have hoped for. We don't know. <clears throat> All right. Slow though. Slow. Film number six. Oh, unprecedented. Black comedy. Arms dealer. First person narration based on true story. Cocaine. Dictator. This is hard. Junkie. AIDS. Blood diamonds. What? Sex standing up. That's hard, man. Black comedy, arms dealer, first person narration, based on true story, cocaine, no, dictator, uh, junkie, AIDS, blood diamonds, sex standing up. What's that one with Johnny Depp in it? And no, that's not, anything, that's just anything I can think of with drugs in a movie. Um, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to get it. Lord of War. No, no never seen it. it. Nicholas Cage. Damn it. Um, there we are. So bonus point then. So as the thing, can either of you guess what the link is between all those Blood films? diamonds. Blood diamonds. No. Diamonds. Think about that. War. Uh, Refugees. Gangs. Death. War. Black uh, comedies. Mafia. Uh, Maybe like guns? The, the setting. Africa. Africa. Yes. There you go. Powers. Well Why was the Lion King not on there? <laughs> so Powers cakes out then. You get 11 points. Yes. Get the one point. God damn it. Well I done, said guys. Africa like a split second before you did. So. Yeah, but luckily you've got a host who's really good at listening. So, <laughs> right, let's have some feedback then. All right. I have to go to the dentist. Okay. Uh, this is from John Montgomery, who says, Hi, I'm guys. Not I'm not going to do this one. Hi, John. Uh, I recently sweet. bought a Nintendo Switch and was wondering what your opinions are on the console now that it's a few months into its life cycle. With the recent announcement of the SNES Classic, surely this means a delay in the virtual console and any hope of playing Nintendo's amazing back catalogue on the move. Also, although I know I can buy a Pro Controller, the Joy-Cons, as part of the handheld or Joy-Con grip, could surely have been built with a more comfortable button position, particularly as they are not even symmetric when the Joy-Cons are used individually. This has been my most frustrating find. Kudos to Nintendo for Zelda Breath of the Wild and the upcoming Mario Odyssey, but I fear this could be a console which showed massive potential, but never quite lived up to it. 
Nah, I disagree. Yeah. I, I, I disagree love my Switch. Well. I think it's my my favorite purchase in years. Yeah. It's my favorite console. At the I minute. also think that it's really telling that um, I've been seeing some very, very early game of the year roundup lists of just like people saying, well, you know, so far before we go into the Christmas season and like... 60% like Zelda. the list is just but but not just Zelda like Arms and yeah. Rhyme and like all these uh, games that are available pa- paper clip Paper. Snipper clips. Snipper clips. clips. Yeah. And all these games that are available on the Nintendo Switch. Um, that are is Rhyme on Switch? Uh, I, I don't think, think it's so. Coming to Switch. Don't know. Rock League's coming, and that's all we need to know. Yeah. I'll be um, but yeah, I played like five hours of Breath of the Wild on the way home uh, from Kenya. We were talking about yeah. this because you're at the bit that oh, the Gerudo bit <laughs> with the fucking bananas. And it's <laughs> everyone actually hates. driving me bananas. Like it's like Joe was saying, like it's actually one of the only bits in the game that he say this is a bad bit of a game. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, like, it's basically like a stealth bit where there's this gang who are obsessed with bananas, um, and so there's a bunch of like sort of like. It reminds me a little bit of like Arkham Asylum, like where you're Batman at the top and you basically got to like draw people in by doing different things. And in this, he's chucking bananas down and then they go, ooh, and they like run after the bananas, which is really funny because they're these really scary guards, but huh. then they go crazy for bananas. Huh. Um, but the only thing is, it's quite hard. Right. And it's take, if you fuck up, it pushes you right to the back at the beginning oh, of the dungeon. Annoying. And there's a lot of bits in it where there's a lot of just like fiddly, easy bits where there's a bunch of chests that are full of like rupees and it's like, oh, now I've got to do these two rooms again to get all these rupees. And it's like, you do a lot of the same stuff again. And I was like, I've done it. I think I failed three times now. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I was just on the plane, just like, I know there's obviously a way of doing this properly, but yeah. I'm so annoyed with it that I can't be asked going back. That's such a shame because that's just a simple <laughs> tweak of yeah. actually a respawn point. Like the bit where I'm at is just, you know, the the woods, like the ruined woods and there's all the fog and there's like the master sword. Oh, the lost woods, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like for ages, you know, if you obviously run into the fog too much and yeah. you like die, but then you respawn like a few feet away and you just have to go. Yeah. So I died loads, but it was fine because... Um. I had a really great experience doing doing that bit that I told uh, Dan and Joe about. So basically, as you said, every time you die, it restarts you back to yeah. like when you began the challenge. But unfortunately, when I started that part of the map, I had just, you know, the abilities that you get on your sideline? Yeah, yeah. So I had basically uh, started it and then like 30 seconds in, Mifa's Grace came yeah. back. So it meant every single oh, time man. I would die, I'd be walking through these hallways, like sneaking about really quietly. <laughs> and then I just hear in my headphones, Mifa's Grace is online. And I freak out and just like run behind a building. Like seven times that must have happened. Every yeah. time I'd be like, okay, this is the one. Sneak, sneak. <laughs> Mifa's Grace is yeah. back. Like freaked out. But I mean, that, that, that little self mechanic, I mean, that's been in Zelda games for, yeah, if you think yeah. back to like Ocarina of Time when you're sneaking in the garden yeah. or the horrible one in Majora's Mask when you're a little goddamn Deku and yeah. you have to go through their stupid little maze oh, thing. Horrible, yeah. Really I'm, annoying. It's just a part. It's just it, a, with me, like I keep doing a, I keep doing this thing where, and for some reason I keep doing it. Um, when I'm getting, when I'm magnetizing uh, chests out of the sand, yeah. I keep hammering uh, down to like pull it towards me. Oh, right. Um, but that doesn't actually work. So I just like, so up. you got to pop it up. But then when I've popped it up, I've already pressed down. And I think it must store it because then as soon as it pops up, he fucking whistles for the horse. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just see fucking question marks pop up in the room next door. You're like, oh, for God's sake. Um, but yeah, so this, yeah, I don't know. I don't like, know there's like, something coming out every single month now. Definitely. So. And like reading through, back through John's, email i think 
John seems to think that uh, this is a console that showed massive potential but never quite lived up to it, mostly because of... It's just like a couple of months after it's come out, John. Well, you know, I, I think it's fair. I do think it's fair a few months after a console comes out to What, say, to write it off completely? No, no, not to, write off com- not to write it off completely, but to just, you know, start examining. Well, you know, we've had a few games out. How's it doing in, like, these... Yeah, a these few of the games months. that are... Some of the best games of the oh, year. Definitely, definitely. I'm not. I'm not agreeing with the sentiment. I think that uh, it's a really, really good console. But I think it's fair for us to turn around and say, well, you know, how mm. has it been doing? I guess if you um, don't enjoy, because there is like a limited. Imagine if you're not into Zelda. That's it. Like if he's not into like Mario or Arms or these kind of like Splatoon, these yeah. kind of cartoonishly bubbly games, then I don't know. You're probably not going to enjoy the Switch. I actually think it makes because like I'm not into Splatoon at all, but because I've got a Switch and there's like you know the games are limited at the moment. The big games out from Nintendo are limited. Yeah. I'm going to play the shit out of Splatoon 2. Well, it's like, so right. I've never played uh, Minecraft before in my life, and yeah. I just thought, that time's passed, I'm never going to get into it. You love it. Then Minecraft came out for Switch, and I was like, well, I might as well pick it up. I could yeah. play it on the go. Now I like I can play it all the time. Like, the online uh, mm. with Minecraft on Switch is amazing. Right. You can just, like, host the world and, like, have a ton of people join and yeah. just seamlessly all run around together. I also it's think great. if you're a champion of indie games or interested in the indie gaming scene, mm. the Switch has become, you know... Probably one of the biggest champions in terms of the console makers of indies. You know, at the PlayStation conference at E3, not a single indie game was even mentioned mm. on stage. Yeah, there are really, really cool games uh, coming out, especially over this summer and moving into Christmas. Yeah. Um, that I think will be really, really interesting to play on the go. I was involved in like a little Twitter thing, which is quite funny. Um, I saw I played Souls of Ditto at uh, E3, which is like one of the well, one of the only games I actually played and. Like that and Absolver was, I think, the only games I actually managed to play at E3 because um, we were so busy with live show shit. But so I managed to play Swords, Swords of Dit. So like everyone was like doing like what their highlight was, and I was like, "There's this one particular attack where like a big gorilla foot comes down from the sky," mm. and I was like, "That was my highlight of E3 was this." But I, I put like another tweet up going, "But seriously, I need to play that game on the Switch." And like somebody else had replied to me and then added in um, the guy who's making oh god uh, Swords of Dit. Well, like I, I kind of know him because he worked on like um, like Hydro Venture right um, for the 3DS, which is fucking brilliant game so like known him for a good few years but it was just like then there was a couple of developers like jumping in and having this argument that I was still at it in and it was basically just saying how frustrated it is at the moment being an indie developer because everyone's like so uh, when's it coming out on the Switch and they were like look if we can bring it out on the Switch we bring it out on the Switch okay <laughs> <laughs> just like loads of, and I was like, I wonder if that's an actual thing now. People are just gonna go, ah, I'm gonna wait to get on the Switch. Like, no, please don't. Um, please buy the game as soon as it comes out. Um, otherwise, no one will give us money to bring it to the Switch. Yeah, exactly. Um, Must be frustrating. Uh, Powers, do you want to read one? We'll just do another one more, and then I have to go to the dentist. So. Uh, oh, okay, I'll read this one here. Uh, hey, IGN UK, love the E3 coverage, especially the my E3, uh, my first E3 stuff. Boom. Uh, I just wanted to offer a quick counterpoint to Terry's email last week about the Beyond Good and Evil Two trailer. While I agree that the level of swearing is a big contrast from the first game, I thought coming from the monkey character, it felt quite authentic. <laughs> I'm putting <laughs> just for that sentence. <laughs> Mon- yes. We all know if monkeys could speak, would be vulgar. They'd <laughs> be swearing constantly. As a creature that flings their own shit, I feel like they'd use I've got a language. video on my phone of a monkey wanking. <laughs> you, the frog! <laughs> the that, frog. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I actually saw it live in Kenya. Oh. So a monkey wanking. I thought about uh, the frog yeah. one. There was monkeys at my third hotel, and uh, they were like arguing with this other little monkey. So I was like videoing it. They were really close to me as and well. And one started wanking in the um, middle of an argument. One side mon- that monkey <laughs> has problems. <laughs> Mate, I've, seen some, I've seen some monkeys do some bad stuff. <laughs> That's how you win an argument. Just start having a big wank. Belfast Zoo. I mean, it's one way to just stop <laughs> yeah. conversation in its tracks. Belfast Zoo. I saw one pissing all over the fruit, and then all the monkeys came and ate it. And he was like. <laughs> 
was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyway, um, uh, he's young, overconfident, criminal slash rebel, which the swearing goes hand in hand with. You mentioned it felt like it was written by a college film student, and it does, uh, but that's the age he comes across as. So I'd say it sort of fits. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't I, feel anyway. You hated him, didn't you? Yeah. I, I, I thought it was way too over the top. Yeah. Like, like it's like it's it felt I don't think it felt like um college film students. I felt like it sound it felt like old people trying to be, be cool. way too cool. Yeah, it's like yeah. I swear, he's a monkey, he doesn't yeah. care. It's like it just came off as way too like overcharged, like yeah. trying way too hard. But the game looks cool, looks really good. Yeah, I wish I'd seen the tech demo that um if you listen to Podcast Beyond this week, uh all the people on it I think saw the amazing tech demo that they did um out of E three. I've seen it. I've seen the a fucking it was in the building next door to us. We should have gone. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. We you saw about a building next door to uh our studio. Oh damn. But yeah, so a bunch of the people on Beyond seen this. If you want to hear all about it, listen to that. Yeah. If you want to hear people talk about monkeys wanking, you've come to the right <laughs> You've place. come to the right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, that's it. I have to go to the dentist, guys, so I'm gonna shut this mother down have fun with that um yeah it's the dentist you went to actually that you recommended me is so, it yeah. is this your yeah. first time going to it it is i'm shitting oh, myself you're gonna love it it I'm looks like the, the inside of uh a sandy kubrick does it film just say beautiful. before you get going whatever you do i'm going to a boat party tonight so don't let that get in the way yeah, yeah. yeah. well i, I, I texted al, text al last night going oh hey man i'm gonna skip out on lunch if that's cool to um go to the dentist and he was like sure and when Al says sure, you mean it means he's not sure. <laughs> he says sure, but make sure you like you're fine to come out drinking because I want us to all to be together as a team later on. Oh, it's like because we haven't we've been so That's busy so and stuff nice. and like we haven't been together. And I was like, yeah, man, no worries. I think it's just like a preliminary uh, Are you just thing. I got no, my teeth have been fucking agony. Like the last two days of Kenya oh, was horrible. Um, but yeah, and then I was like, but don't worry, I'm not going to be too bad that I can't get wrecked on a boat with you. And then I did the ace sign. Nice. Um, so there we are. Right. Perfect. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. As I've said before, my DMs are open if you want to send in a keyword countdown. Thank you very much to for sending in his this week. So everyone have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.